What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome to episode 78 of the WorkPrints Gamescast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your host, Rob, and I'm being joined by a co-host that I am very grateful for, Bilal. What's up, Bilal? I am grateful for you, too. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, we are we are in December. It's December 1st, and yep. I don't know where this year has gone. Uh, it, it's been an exciting year. It, it's been a crazy year. Um, but you know what? We got to redo this podcast, uh, start it back up again, and I'm happy for that. So not all is bad in 2021. Yeah, I mean, definitely better than 2020 for me, at least. Yeah. Although, who knows what's going to happen next. Anyway, what did happen was Thanksgiving just passed. And unfortunately, we missed last week's podcast. We decided to skip over it for a number of reasons. One, obviously, we've you know, we've got family, it's the holidays, so there was a lot going on. And two, my best friend actually moved on Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving last week. And so I was over at his house from around 10, 11 a.m. until when this podcast would have started, past 9 o'clock. And so I just wouldn't have been able to make it. But I think it's, you know better anyway that instead of trying to force it in and me rushing back and stuff like that listen the best friend code dictates if you oh. help if you help somebody move into at all you, uh, you owe them one no matter what it is and when they ask if they call you up at uh, two in the morning you owe them you, you know what actually it's funny i i did not realize but he is actually watching right now and in the chat and and chimed in but he he i will he will never owe me Okay. The moment I realized that we were going to be best friends, we were in college and I get a call at 1.30 in the morning and it's from my younger brother who had recently turned 21, I think. And he calls me up and he's like, hey, I need you to come pick me and our sister and her friends up because they got kicked out of the club and I had a couple of drinks thinking that I'd have more time to sober up before we had to leave. Right. And Obviously, if I'm going to go pick him up, I need to drive in my car. So I need somebody else to drive my car back. And I'm sitting there thinking of everybody, all my friends in college and, and who would be up at this time. First person that comes to my mind is my buddy Scott. And the fact that he's probably up playing League of Legends and hating his life anyway. He might as well come and, <laughs> and, and give me a, a ride and ride with me. And lo and behold, he didn't even think twice. I asked him and immediately he's like, I'll be right there. And ever since then, you know, I even got him to move down here to Virginia. I'm the whole reason he has the life he has right now. You're very <laughs> welcome. It's funny you say that because like Angie, who was also in the chat, was my call like that once. And, yeah. it, you know, um, it's always good having that one friend. And like we are forever grateful for yeah. answering that call and being able to help yeah. out in times like that. Um, yeah. And, and then the very next day I had them over because obviously they just moved to you know, come to our place. I'll, I'll make Thanksgiving dinner. And it turns out I don't know how to cook for less than 30 people. <laughs> There's like, there was six of us total. Two of them were my children. And I made two pounds of macaroni and cheese, which may not sound like a lot, but the amount of cheese I used resulted in basically three giant, giant trays of it. And so... It was just, I mean, it was very good, but it was just way, way, way too much. Anyway, at some point we have to, uh, 
actually talk about the games we've been playing. And the not having the podcast last week and having a little bit of the holidays, even though, you know, I was helping out and, and was visiting family and stuff, I did get a decent amount of time to play. And the first thing I want to address is I had already apologized to Call of Duty two weeks ago. I re-rented it because I'm, you know, I'm a man of honor. So I wanted to actually give it a valid shot on the next gen on the Xbox Series X and see what was up. I will say visually, it looks much better <laughs> than it did when I first played it. But so I can walk back. <laughs> yeah, everything else kind of still stands. You know, I played a little bit more of the multiplayer and it is very much one of those things where like some maps are good, some maps are bad. I think it's really smart that they introduced these different playlist uh, styles. So there's one playlist that's called the tactical playlist. And so it's, you know, like a 6v6 or 8v8 on the medium-sized maps, and it's a much slower pace, right? So it reminds me kind of like Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 3, maps that have more or less three lanes, and most of the engagements are happening at a medium to long range. I'd say most of them are having to medium range. It's not like the Blitz playlist, which is one that they have, where it's a ton of players on smaller maps and it's nothing but kids storting Adderall and running around with shotguns and SMGs. You know, I, I've never enjoyed that play style, but at my, you know, advanced age, I just can't, I just can't handle that. So I do think that's smart. Uh, I was enjoying it a little bit more than my, my first time out. And it really is one of those things where once you start unlocking attachments for the weapons and getting like, it, it kind of stinks because you're first thrown in there and all the weapons are terrible and you're just getting destroyed by people with better unlocks. So I think that balancing is a little bit off, but it does become more enjoyable. I still think it is kind of dull at the end of the day. And what they've done to the zombies portion of that game is a travesty. I mean, it's the most boring mode I've ever played in a Call of Duty game. It's one of the most boring modes I've ever played in a first-person shooter period. I thought it was a boring mode when it was at its height. <laughs> oh, my God. You're nuts. The Easter eggs are so, so good. Oh, man. I can't believe, I can't believe you love raids in Destiny but couldn't get into Easter eggs on Call of Duty because that's essentially what they yeah. are. Uh, are they really? Yeah, yeah that's exactly all, all, what they all are. All I remember is oh, boarding, well, that's up, fine. boarding up windows and then and, shooting zombies, and then there's a mystery yeah. box that gives you a random gun, and that well, was it. Okay, so, the, so that's so you. Uh, part of me wants to have you like re-download one of the older games that we go in there and I actually show you these Easter eggs so you can see what I mean by it legitimately being a destiny raid with the problem solving and and you know those different type of uh gameplay mechanics yeah anyway this mode is terrible it's awful like if you're at all interested in zombies uh as far as Call of Duty is concerned just skip this game it's it's a it's Man, it's like frustratingly boring and upsetting to me, considering how much I loved it. And the funny thing is, is that the writing was on the wall because in uh, Call of Duty Cold War, right? Yeah, that was the one previous to Vanguard. Uh, they released a couple maps with Easter eggs, but then released their new mode, which is essentially what this is. And that mode was bad. And now it's even worse. And so I, I don't know what they're doing over there. I mean, like I said, I think it's a huge disservice to well, Call of Duty Zombies. I, I don't think you're wrong in your opinions because I think this is the first Call of Duty that's been 
it's reported down according to the uk sales data that's down in launch sales by 40 percent, 26 percent in retail and 44 percent in digital which is astounding because call of duty is usually that one game that activision can count on year after year to deliver and the fact that you know it's down this much that that's pretty drastic like 44 percent like you know you know there's a marketing department out there that's just like like shit like did we do something wrong that they're hearing yeah, it I, from higher ups no the funny thing is i really do think that this game's biggest problem in the campaign in zombies and a lot in multiplayer is that it's just dull it's boring uh i you know i don't think the map design is great in the multiplayer i think that they have this gimmick where there's a lot more destructible portions of the environment, normally in the form of boarded doors and windows. Uh, but it doesn't add enough to the formula to make it interesting. And I, I just don't think that the weapons by and large are, are much fun. And so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they could have done, honestly, to save it because I do think part of the problem is dipping back in the well of World War Two. Now, granted, they took the, you know, fictionalized over you know uh, action movie s christopher nolan-esque approach to world world war ii in this game but it just wasn't enough i mean at, at the end of the day i think that call of duty's mechanics are still fun and enjoyable and i think if it's one of the best feeling first person shooters out there honestly yeah but i think they just i think they need to do something new you know especially when you look at the game's that are kind of at their height right now as far as first person shooters are concerned and you're seeing things like you know Splitgate a few months ago you're seeing things like apex legends that had a you know a new boon on it it was already doing well and then just got even more popular and you see what halo infinite is doing now that it's back out where it while still feeling very traditional and feeling very much like halo it does feel like a modernized version, right? The movement in that and the way that the gunplay is and the fact that there's variety in every match. I think that might be the key. I think the key is movement and the variety. Call of Duty, a lot of these multiplayer matches, they feel and play out the same exact way, right? You have your loadout that you like, there's a meta to the game, a lot of people are running the same weapons, and that's what it is, match after match after match, you know? And I think for me, that's one of the biggest issues with vanguard like i don't know what separates us from last year's version like outside of it being in world war ii what's different with the multiplayer um you know am i just unlocking the same guns and attachments over and over again um with you know under different names you know it's just you know you can create new maps most of the time new maps are hit or miss it takes a long time to or a rare game to get older maps right like no multiplayer game does that so I don't really know what they're doing releasing these year, like year after year. They don't need to. They could literally just make Call of Duty online and then do some sort of big expansion every quarter or something and make their money back that way. I think I mean, that would probably be the smarter Yeah. Move. I also think that they're in a, such a good position, although it's not my, necessarily my cup of tea, but with Warzone that it might make sense for them to actually take a Ubisoft every other year approach mm-hmm. and as and just, you know, continue to release new content for Warzone, do one big yearly update, you know, and put some resources towards that instead of an entire game. I also think it would make sense for them to also take a 
you know, like a Ubisoft or EA approach where EA, although this Battlefield release was a disaster, but for the most part, EA doesn't release Battlefield year after year, right? EA is supplementing that shooter with other shooters in the form of Apex Legends, right? Ubisoft doesn't release Assassin's Creed every year, but it supplements it with your Far Cries, with your... um, your Rainbow Sixes with your, uh, God, what's the one? (laughs) Oh, I'm actually, listen, that's actually probably in my mailbox right now. I'm going to be playing that soon. No, I'm thinking, what's the third person action hacker? Oh, God. Watch Dogs? Oh, Watch Dogs. Thank you. And so it gives you a similar experience, right? Because at the end of the day, Ubisoft has a formula. Yeah. But they're different mechanics or different environments. There is something fresh and and new and varied in each year's re- big releases for them yeah. where yeah call of duty just feels more like call of duty and actually this one feels like a lesser version of it and so you know that's all i have to say about that so at the end of the day yes visually it looks pretty good on the new consoles i still think there are better looking games out there but uh it's still boring <laughs> Uh, what is not boring is Metroid Dread. So you talked about this when you finished it, yeah. right? We had a, a little yeah. bit of a deep dive. I played it. I finished it. I actually played the entire thing in dock mode on my projector. Uh, so I was playing at a you know on a hundred and six inch screen, which I will say Metroid Dread is is a very pretty game. Like it, it is. is doing everything that a great looking switch game does right it's mm-hmm. art style doesn't need it to be 4k i mean don't get me wrong i would love a 4k version of it right but the art style and the art direction uh, make up for the technical aspects you know the things that the switch is lacking i really liked metroid dread i did not love metroid dread I I think that if you're a fan of the Metroid series and all you want is a higher res Metroid game, (laughs) I think that's what you're getting, right? Yeah. Now, I talked about Halo Infinite feeling traditional but modern, right? Yeah. I play a pretty decent amount of Metroidvanias. You know, I play your Ori's, your Guacamele's. I play, you know, I at least dabble your your Symphony of the Night. Well, no, no, what's the Bloodstains? Yeah. I dabble a little bit at, at the very least, if I don't full-on complete them, in all of them, you know? And the things that Metroid does that are still rooted in its past, I think are outdated and not much fun. Like, like the map? <laughs> like like the map like the the way they handle like secrets and stuff i mean they did a better job this time out by highlighting on the map when there is a secret that you might have missed but literally yeah. that game once you if you know anything about that game literally you're going into every room and you're shooting every wall right like you're pretty much shooting every block it's like you hit it's, a dead end and you're like yeah i should shoot this wall and if yeah. you're not you're gonna get stuck <laughs> And then at some point you get a certain ability that kind of makes this all a little bit easier and you're going into every room and you're activating that ability, right? And so that for me is one of the things that I think that they just need to do something else, you know? I mean, I, plenty of I games, agree with you. 
Oh, yeah, no. plenty of games have time. like. No, go ahead. I was gonna say at a certain point, like you, you're running around and you get you're stuck for like ten minutes, and like that's frustrating. You when you don't know where to go, mm-hmm. uh, and and that game has a significant amount of backtracking as well. Oh, so, a ton. Yeah, a, a like more than any other game in this genre, and that's another thing that I think that yeah. it 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 does poorly, honestly, is that the amount of backtracking and the way you backtrack. It's just not enjoyable to me, right? Like, it's one thing when the games do this right. It's one of those things where you see an area and you're like, I can't get there yet. I'm going to be able to get there, you know? Yeah. This game kind of just, and it, it, honestly, it guides you a decent amount of the way, right? And it kind yeah. of just, like, loops you around over and over and over again. And it doesn't do it in a way that feels, like, organic, if that makes sense. Like, it feels very much like this is forced. Like, you're being stopped here. Go on, like, go this way, yeah. and then and then you're going to come back. Yeah. It, um, it, it was inter- What I think I did like about um, some of it, though, was, like, it did bring you to some areas that you'd come back later to, like, one of the ma- bigger boss fights. <laughs> like, you see the corpse of it uh, early yeah, on. Right. And then yeah. co- uh, as soon as I saw it, I was like, I'm going to fight that thing later. <laughs> and then when you actually do it, it's pretty great. But, yeah. uh, no, I agree with you, because sometimes it's like you're in this you're two areas away. You have to go to this one area and take this teleporter that you're not even aware of exists to this area. And then you can continue. And you're just like, what? And I think for that back half of that game, I just had an IGN guide open up on my phone. And I was like, if I, if I was stuck for longer than five minutes, I just referred to that guide. And I was like, okay, so, that's where I need to go. And that's it. <laughs> so this is what I did. Anytime I got to like one of those teleporters and stuff like that, Mm-hmm. I would pull up a guide and I would basically just search like uh, after this fight or after this ability, right? Yeah. And then as soon as I saw that I was going the right way, and listen, literally every single time I was going the right way, yeah. then I closed it back down. I was like, all right, let's go. But I shouldn't have to do that, you yeah. know? And the other thing is I think the progression and the unlocking of the abilities is 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 pretty well done and it's enjoyable and i think all the abilities and all the suits are are good to great the actual and i understand this is a metro thing the actual jumping and and in the future double jumping and the timing of it that you need later on literally like it would mm. That was my biggest complaint because it, you couldn't. One of the boss fights required you to. It wasn't a requirement. You could take the damage, but that final boss fight, if you did not know that you, timing, you couldn't. Oh, you, you exactly. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to spoil anything, and I don't yeah. even want to give like hints to it. But that one in particular. Now, don't get me wrong. On my twelfth time fighting yeah. that that particular boss, I got the timing down, and I barely got hit there in that section. But it would just. There were times where it felt like it should have been the proper input and it wasn't yeah and so that's one of those things that kind of just drives me nuts in games you know like at the end of the day gameplay is king and it the it's game should jump. feel it, it, good it's, to, it's, yes right it, it's it's the most it's the most basic yeah. thing it's like i should hit yeah. a, I hit a again and it should work yeah. it shouldn't yeah. be you have to time it in this window that we don't tell yeah. you about yeah it's also i also think like i'm okay with there being like a if you're trying to make a long gap, right, then there is a timing to that window. You can't just spam it or whatever. 
But in this scenario you were talking about, like you should be able, like it's just, it doesn't feel good. Like the window yeah. as well just feels off. Mm-hmm. Um, however, however. Those boss fights are great. The boss fights are fantastic. Like the boss fights are, are really great. I could, mean, the like, boss fights could, are some of the best, if not the best. A top to bottom, every single boss fight is enjoyable. Now, don't get me wrong. It's yeah. very old school in the sense of like, all right, you, you've got to learn the patterns. You know, yeah. you're going to learn these patterns. You're going to learn how to how to fight these bosses. And and you're probably going to die a bunch in, in the beginning because it'll go from its phase one to its phase two and introduce a new attack that you weren't prepared for. But they are satisfying... While not as, I think you might have actually tweeted this out. Or I don't know if it was you or if I saw it on somebody else on Twitter. It's very much the situation where it's not as difficult as like a Dark Souls boss, mm-hmm. but it gives you kind of that same level of satisfaction, right? Yep. And so that they uh, they've they've done a fantastic job with. Uh, as far as the story is concerned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought. Whatever. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where like I got to the end of it and I was like. Okay. Oh, okay, I got. To, well, you get to the end of it. Like this yeah. was my first me- and only Metroid game I've beaten. Yeah, I was, mine, I was mine like, I like too, that I think. was cool. I was like, yeah. this is neat. I kind of yeah. curious what they could do with this. Um, yeah. But yeah, the story is whatever. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. And yeah, I I do I do think they can continue. Obviously, they you know they leave it so that you can continue having adventures as Samus. But, yeah, man, I'm very conflicted. I know this game is probably going to be in a lot of websites' top five, right? I'm not sure it makes my top ten, if I'm being Ooh, honest. Okay. Uh, if it does, it's definitely in that back half. And I just have to look back at all the games that I played. I just think that there are more games that I had more fun with uh, from an actual gameplay mechanic perspective, you know? Granted, no game, as far as boss fights are concerned no game uh that that game is is the king this year you know yeah. i think it has some contenders in the form of psychonauts 2 and uh death's door but that's what it does best and that alone in my opinion is worth the ride yeah no, no uh, that, like, yeah, like i said ahead. before um uh i had a great time with it one definitely if you're looking for something to play on the switch i think it's definitely a definite pickup for that yeah 100 percent, 100 um i would also suggest playing it in dock if you can i think it really does look great on yeah on un- a, a TV. unless you had the split pad pro on right uh, the switch i don't know how you play that thing handheld because uh yeah. my fingers started cramping almost immediately on some of those boss fights um the other game that i want to touch on quickly is i played some more of marvel's avengers i think i mentioned it on the podcast before the podcast two weeks ago that I wanted to get back to it because I want to get raid ready with my Kate Bishop. And this past weekend for Black Friday weekend, they had a quadruple XP event because their newest update and raid just released yesterday, uh, along with the Spider-Man for PS5, which we already talked about. That that seems like kind of a bummer, the fact that there's not actual story missions associated with that content. But the raid came out for that game, so I wanted to get my character up to max level and uh, as close to max power as possible. And let me tell you something. I've, I've come to the realization that I like that game the same way I enjoy Diablos, right? 
Okay. They are just brawlers that I can hang out with my friends and talk to them and not think a, a whole lot about. I was playing that game in uh, quality mode and then switched over to performance and the performance mode definitely feels great. Uh, the visual quality doesn't drop that much, so I do think that's the way to play it. And I enjoy playing as Kate Bishop. Like I really I think she's a fun character. Playing with four times XP feels like the way to play that game. Like <laughs> the amount of levels I was gaining, it was so much more enjoyable, honestly, playing that way. And I think I'm going to, you know, as long as a couple of the guys catch up and level, I think we're going to give this raid a shot. I finished the War for Wakanda campaign. That's actually the first thing I did before I started leveling up my Kate Bishop. And I do think that they do these story mission these little uh, operations i do think they do a good job at that stuff at the like what's essentially single player stuff you know and so i do i don't know man i do hope this game has like a final fantasy 14 revival. type revival <laughs> I, yeah i don't you know? think it's i don't think it's gonna come man i think this <sighs> claw rate is I, the th final listen, thing yeah yeah i mean i haven't read anything about the claw raid yet i haven't tried it yet i hope this thing is good I, I would love to see more characters. I mean, I just enjoy playing as these characters, but, and, and, and I think that Black Panther is super fun to play as. He's definitely the best brawler on the roster, in my opinion. He feels like their equivalent of Batman, essentially, where he's just kind of brutal in his combat. And he's definitely out there, like, he might not be killing, but he's definitely maiming these people, you know? <laughs> and so I, I had a, a really good time with that game, and I'm, I'm gonna try to get through the raid yeah, and um, I, I know we don't have it on PlayStation, but they also dropped Spider-Man as well, I think, as part of that patch or the new uh, update on yes, they PlayStation, did. which has yeah. no story missions. If I remember correctly, it's all audio log driven. Yeah. Chat, I, if, from now on, I, I want you, whenever I say something, I need you to start keeping clips so that I can show Bilal that I literally just said what he's talking about two and a half minutes ago. I was... I was looking up something about the raid, uh, just yeah. trying to see something. <laughs> no, it's all right. But yes, I do agree. I, th I mean, I think that it's cool that they got Spider-Man, and it makes sense, right? I even talked about this, I think, a couple weeks ago, where this is kind of what I expected. It's hard to put the resources behind uh, uh, the amount of content that came with the two Hawkeyes and mm -hmm. Black Panther behind something that's only available on one platform, right? I know it's kind of a cop-out, but this is kind of what I was expecting. That being said, it's still a bummer, right? Like, if you bought this game on the PlayStation platform, specifically expecting to not only get Spider-Man, but get some sort of story content along with them. And yeah, they have, like, interwoven story content. But to get, like, a full-fledged little mini campaign like the rest of the characters have gotten, it's a bummer, you know? Um, the last game I've been playing just to move this along is of course to no surprise more halo infinite Bilal, we played a bunch together and yeah the, uh we, we finally actually played something and it's only because i am this is my new heroin this is my, this is my <laughs> drug i i have so much time at not so much time but i have time at night uh to the point where i've been playing to 2 a.m i take the sacrifice of four or less hours of sleep um, mm -hmm. to uh, play games at night. I have so many games in my backlog, so much stuff I need to catch up on for a game of the year discussion next year. And 
but everyone's on at night and everyone's playing Halo Infinite and it's just like why why do I want to play something else I'm going to have fun with Halo and we had yep. uh, we had an event uh, with the samurai stuff and the fiesta mode we got some battle pass changes uh, along the way some challenge changes some store controversy there's a lot going on with this multiplayer but I'm having a ton of fun with it um do you yeah, want to I recap mean, I think some of that yeah, yeah. So I think that as far as and we can go get into it now, actually, as far as like the changes that they've made to the multiplayer, to the progression in particular. So they added it that you now get a XP, you get XP for every match you play, right? Win or lose, you get 50 XP. That was the first change they implemented. They also got rid of some of the more annoying weekly challenges. The next change they made, which I believe was yesterday, is they implemented a... Now the first six matches you play, you get more experience for. It starts You're at three hundred. Guaranteed a level. Yeah. Uh, on the battle pass. Uh, yeah, exactly. And so, um, I I do think that considering how long this season is, that we are you and I in particular are going to be done this season pass very quickly. Now I think give me like um, two weeks, I'll probably be done. I'm already like yeah. forty. Okay. See. Yeah. I think we're going to be done very quickly, but I also don't think that's necessarily a problem. Yeah. I think considering that there is no way, so a lot of these battle passes will also have the pay for currency in them. So you buy a paddle, battle pass and you can earn the next battle pass essentially, you know? Uh, for the most part, they're banking on the fact that you're gonna use some of that currency to buy skins or you're not gonna finish the battle pass. Halo doesn't have that, right? So I think it's okay to have a battle pass that goes by quickly if you don't have that in there because now i'm more likely to buy the next battle pass because i know i'll complete it you yeah. know and so i know they're still trying to work out the monetization behind it and listen people are going to complain about monetization monetization behind any game especially a franchise that in the past didn't have it as aggressive as this one does but this game is also free to play it's the first halo for the multiplayer at least uh to go free to play and they've got you know the reality is they've got to make their money somehow. I think they are still working out, you know, and finding that balance. I also think that uh, they are also trying to figure out how to, what it is that fans want as far as the pay for items are concerned, as far as skins are concerned and stuff like that. I do think they still have some work behind that. But I do see hope in the fact that they have been very aggressive and very quick to respond to the fan uh, outrage or, or the general discussion around the game. I also know that they have the ability to make really slick looking cosmetics because mm -hmm. those Halo Championship Series skins that they have are all really, really slick. I, like, they are the very cloud, nice. The Cloud9 one, I, I keep looking at it and I'm like, yeah. do, I, do That's, I want... I, yeah, I, I picked it, it up. I picked it up because it looks very, very nice, very, very slick. So I, I grabbed a, a bunch of the stuff with from the the fracture event, which is where yeah. you brought in like the sam samurai cores. And like, uh, let's quickly talk about this. So they had their first event before the multiplayer is out of beta, and there it, it's like it was one week long, and it returns again in January and then February uh, for additional weeks. And it has, it's a 30 event battle pass. And the only way to level up that battle pass is by completing challenges tied to that event. Um, so I don't know if you missed this first week, if you get those, if you get additional challenges for the following ones, I imagine that's how it would work. Um, 
but that was the only way to level up that battle pass uh, in that fiesta mode that they did have. Yeah. And, and so once you got to level five, uh, once you completed five challenges in that uh, particular uh, fiesta mode, you unlock this. Um, I think I forget what it is, but it's like the samurai core, which is a Spartan armor that looks like a samurai, and then you can add stuff. But in the store, they were selling um, like cosmetics for that samurai thing even if you didn't unlock that core and so i think right. there, there's some pushback on that like hey why would you sell something that not everybody can use if they didn't complete that event or get right. that far and, uh, and to their credit they do yeah. warn you like hey you must have this core before exactly. you know in in order to use it but yeah i did think that was that was strange i i don't think that i think that they will probably announce more dates for the events right now like you said it's just january and february but this mm -hmm. battle pass runs until may yeah i do think they'll probably announce another uh week i can't imagine that this is a scenario where you have to complete all the challenges for that week every week in order to get to yeah, the point that, where that's you what need I'm it hoping. because don't get me wrong while i like the idea of having a limited event with limited armor that you'll like people won't be able to get in the future uh i think the way that this current system works with having to complete those challenges and those challenges aren't necessarily the most difficult ones uh i do think it is insane to expect people to be there every week and complete every available challenge yeah. every week and so I've i mean we'll it. see how that i mean i did it too yeah I did right the first but. two weeks it was and, and like i have i still have some complaints about the challenges like last night we were playing uh we were in a game of oddball and you, you were growing frustrated because uh, you know, they had the oddball. We should have been like coordinating, but meanwhile, Matt and I are there with our manglers trying to get three mangler kills. Listen, in PvP, I, in PvP, and we're just like crouched in the corner, just like trying to pop shots off. Could easily kill these people with BRs, but no, no, we're we're just like we're not playing in an optimal manner, and I and it, that can grow frustrating because I like you can preview your your um upcoming challenges, and I think like one of them is like get ten kills with a stalker rifle get 10 kills with gravity hammer and i'm like i don't like to play that way and i'm gonna swap yeah. these challenges out yep. um for something that's maybe like i swapped one out that was a weapon base and it gave me like kill 50 spartans i was like great get, make me kill 100 spartans instead like uh, that's better in my opinion speaking of swapping out i spent 100 chipotle rewards points because i do have the chipotle app to get five challenge swaps today you and what? Yeah, so Halo and Chipotle, Halo and Chipotle have a promotion where you can go on the Chipotle app or the website if you have an account and if you have any rewards points and and redeem a hundred points for five challenge swaps. I'm checking right now because I, I I might have to borrow Malia's account as well. Um, <laughs> we we have Chipotle across the street. We go there quite often. Ooh, we should yeah. have Chipotle for. Okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do this after, but. Thanks for I will say, I, yeah, I went on there, I redeemed it, and then was like, mm, I haven't had lunch yet. So I did order something as well. Um, but Okay, yeah, so there's that, and there's also the Rockstar Energy Drinks. And Rob, how are you alive? <laughs> because I, I posed this question to you. So if you buy a Rockstar Energy Drink, when you open the tab, underneath the tab, there's like an eight-digit code uh, that you can mm -hmm. enter in on Rockstar site, and it'll unlock like perks for you. It, mm -hmm. I think every code gets you two uh xp boosts and two challenge swaps and then there's some yes. other stuff that you can redeem as well like uh scan for your ar or a warthog and emblems yep i drank my first rock star um i 
only drank a quarter of it and managed to clean the apartment solo over the weekend. Took my time. It took me the entire day to drink 75% of it. And then I poured the rest on the, the drain because I felt like I was going to explode. Um, when I asked you how long it takes you to drink yours, you said 10 minutes. How are you alive? <laughs> uh, yeah, unfortunately, my dependence on caffeine has led me to this point. It's not that dissimilar to a junkie, right? They all start off on the, the lighter stuff and then it gets harder and harder. And then you see them and they're shooting up because that's what it takes. And so I'm very close to just having an IV bag full of like G fuel <laughs> pumped into my body. Does it give um, you like that burning sensation in your chest or like your throat? No. Mm -mm. I got that. I was not sure what that was. I was like, I should stop, but it tastes it's... good. So I like I'm drinking. <laughs> I still have yeah. one more can in my fridge, uh, which I think gets me that warthog. Mm -hmm. And like, I'll say this, those Rockstar skins are nice. Are so yeah. They're probably the nicest they're, skins in the entire game. They're nice. Uh, um, but yeah, yeah no, I will say that, I, I mean, I don't mind Rockstar at all, but I, yeah. it's not my caffeine of choice. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm done drinking them. I think I've gotten enough codes that I can step away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but um, I, I'm really enjoying Halo Infinite. Uh, it is like after we're done with this, I'm probably jumping on that. I don't know if you're still playing Age of Empires with Matt tonight. No, I think I'm probably going to play Apex or Halo. I okay. think that's what I decided. Let's play some Halo. Um, I think Big Team Battle, you said it beautifully last night. It's like, it, it's just so much fun. It doesn't matter if you're winning or losing. Just the moment to moment is great. Um, yeah. I think I've proven myself that I am th your best driver. Um, <laughs> I mean, listen, the results speak for themselves. Yeah, I, I, like we've been playing some Capture the Flag in Big Team Battle, and I think that first night the game goes into overtime. Uh, we we like literally came back, managed to tie up that game. It's two two. Next, and it goes into gives us like two three minutes. The enemy is just like camping their flag. Yeah. Rob somehow sneaks in from the back, grabs that flag. Meanwhile, I'm there in a warthog with Taylor. And no, I, it, it was the best. I am, yeah. I am walking around the side of the map. I'm getting a couple kills, slowly progressing. I think I picked up the active camel that was on that map, which allowed me to get closer. And I'm about to grab the flag and I yell out like, I need a ride. And all I hear over the comms is blog going, we're here. Yeah. And so I grabbed the flag and my ride was like, like it was as if it was the fastest Uber in the world. Like it was absolutely amazing. And, and like the worst part is the pressure as a driver. Because <laughs> I, I, first off, the Warthog is not the easiest car to drive. Yeah. And so yeah. uh, the first thing you got to do is you got to reverse it, do a K turn while everyone's shooting at you. Hit on your, hit on your signals. Yeah. yeah. And so like then you're gunning it and then there's like this small ramp that you have to make sure you hit. And like, I hit it, we get up there, I drop him off, and it literally gives me a metal cold ride share. And I never felt more like an Uber driver in my <laughs> life. But it was yeah, like, I it will was... say, another thing I'm enjoying is I am enjoying the names for the achievements. I think they've yeah. done an absolutely fantastic job for the achievements I, and the medals. Yeah, I, I've actually gotten every single multiplayer achievement that is available in that game. Uh, there's even a secret one that I learned about the other day, which is like completing, completing the training course in the tutorial in under 25 seconds. Uh, managed to do that thanks to a video online. But like, those were fun to do. And I, I'm just glad I got those out of the way. And now my next goal is to do all the campaign achievements. I think all I've got left is complete the battle pass, which will happen inevitably. 
And then I think there's one called Medic, which I think is for an elimination mode that's not out yet. So got that to look forward to. But yeah, I'm, uh, I am I enjoy playing that game by myself when no one's around, uh, which is, I, I think, not a testament something. to yeah, it's yeah, a testament, it's a testament to, to how, because, how much fun that game is, even, yeah. even playing with randos. Yeah, I got to Diamond 1 in rank solo, uh, so I, I feel accomplished in that. <laughs> I don't know if I'll make it to Onyx I, or not. I will say that's the other thing, right, is that... I I mean I think we're being honest here. Yeah. When it comes to most competitive shooters that we've played, I have been the superior a player, and we're playing Halo. And I would say that, I mean, it's back and forth between which one of us does better in a, in a yeah. given match. And so I mean, kudos to you. You are playing out of your mind, and and. I feel yeah, like you know that you're you're actually pretty good at Halo. Yeah, it, and so I, I, I'm, I'm decent. The one thing I can't figure out yet, and I think this is a problem that I, they solve quickly, is right now there is a problem with crossplay where there are little cheaters and uh, on PC uh, that yeah. are using aimbots, uh, you know, being able to see through the walls. Uh, yeah. So sometimes you just get into a match and you're just like, I feel like I'm getting killed immediately, but I can't tell if my aim is terrible. Or if that dude is cheating, right? And it, 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 there's no report functionality yet. They, they did something online where like, hey, if you think someone's reporting, you could go to this website. And yeah, it, uh, that's too much work. Um, yeah. So I, I'm hoping they can I mean, solve that or enable a way to turn off crossplay, just so I can just play with Xbox folks. Yeah, um, I agree. I mean, they they came out and they said like, hey, we understand, we anticipated this. It's kind of the nature of going free to play, which it, it is. I mean, all free to play games have this issue. Um, they, I think they did say that they are looking into implementing like a better anti-cheat and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, that, that aspect of it is, is a bummer, you know, and I do wish that we could just turn off crossplay for the, for the most part. But I think that so far it hasn't, it hasn't been as rampant as my experience has been in like, say Warzone, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, it, we'll, like we'll, I said, we'll see. yeah, like I said, it's. Yeah. I can't help him just having a bad match, or because right, I know right. I know at a certain part I'm gonna be outclassed by ranked. I know I'm not. I don't have the reflexes of the young ones anymore. <laughs> um, so, but I know I can at least put up some decent numbers if I'm not yeah. continuously just running in and dying. Uh, I know that's one of my bad habits in Halo, where I'm just like, I'll just keep throwing my body at them, and it eventually we'll make some <laughs> progress. <laughs> I do think that, and you're, this isn't unique to you. But I do think that Halo is very much a game that is revolves around uh, team shooting, right? Mm -hmm. is, is like focusing 100%. on the same targets and, com and communicating. And I think I get the most frustrated when I'm playing a match and me or me and one other person are the only ones making call outs and we're the only ones like working together. And I am, for the most part, I am trying to stay with people. Yeah. And then I get into a fight and then I look around and nobody's like, people are just off on their own. And, but I mean, that's neither here nor yeah. there, really. Okay, and that wraps up what I've been playing. Blah, I know you have one more game on um, this list that you've been playing. Yeah, yeah. so uh, my friends news. and I finally finished up Back for Blood last night. Mm -hmm. um, wow, those last two to three uh, chapters are insane. Um, we're pretty sure it glitched one time and just kept on throwing special infected our way because we died within two minutes uh, of, of like the second to last level. Uh, we had overall a uh, great time with it. I think it's a perfect Game Pass game. 
we're toying with the idea of going back and maybe trying it on a harder difficulty, but I just don't understand how we would finish some of these later levels on a higher difficulty because that game gets preposterously harder. And like, we're not even taking into account uh, friendly fire uh, being turned on. So I I'm curious. Like, I I'm the annual pass for Backward Blood was on sale. I was considering picking it up. I did not because I don't know if I'll have if the game will still be on Game Pass by then, and if I right. have people to play with. So it's it's something I'm still juggling with. Maybe if it drops on sale uh, later on next year, or maybe that's something I'll, I'll revisit with some friends. But as of right now, it, it's hard to tell. But I, I had a good time with it, at least playing mm -hmm. through it once. There's a lot there, uh, a lot of variety, and difficulty even on the easiest difficulty. Uh, so if you're looking for a good fun shooter where you're just screaming your heads off uh back for blood is definitely um a good time yeah no i mean i i agree i actually technically still have like the last two or three chapters left i played a little bit recently as well i i actually got into the multiplayer uh yeah. aspect the competitive a little bit i was playing with my nephews and i it was dumb fun you know like yeah. i i think i think games like that are good for me sometimes because i don't have <laughs> much investment in them right and yeah. as long as i stop treating everything like i need to be the best at it i can actually enjoy it more and like i said that's kind of the lore of big team battle for me is that it is just uh you know it's like uh like a popcorn flick almost right it's just like dumb fun um but yeah all right that wraps up what we've been playing let's go ahead and get into the news speaking of taking things serious and competitive it's no secret that I'm a huge Respawn fan, besides Apex Legends being one of my favorite games of all time already, and it's it's two years out. I also fell in love with the Titanfall series, which is kind of what led me to Apex Legends. And Respawn has announced that they are pulling the original Titanfall from store shelves. Uh, that being, of course, digital shelves at this point. But it's now discontinued. Uh, the game is no longer available on digital marketplaces and will disappear from subscription services in March of next year. Uh, players who already own Titanfall don't have to worry about it because they are keeping the servers up. They also talked about the future of Titanfall and what it entails. And they were very uh, upfront when they said that Titanfall is core to Respawn's DNA and this incredible universe will continue uh, today in Titanfall 2 and Apex Legends and in the future. Now, that's this is no secret. I mean, even though they haven't come out and said we're going to get Titanfall 3, they have talked many, many times about how they want to continue to do stuff in this universe. And I think that at some point around the time Apex Legends released, that was an aspiration, you know? Now with the success, success of Apex Legends and the resurgence in Titanfall 2 because of Apex Legends, I, I mean, I think that's a no brainer, right? Uh, Respawn has shown that they are the crown jewel of EA. They've also shown that people care about this universe. And so um, it only makes sense that we'd continue to see stuff from from them, from them in this universe. Now, I would love to see another Titanfall. I'd also love to see some spinoff uh, games from the Apex Legends universe starring the Apex Legends characters, honestly. Uh, I think there's a lot of lore there and I'm not, listen, this is really easy for me to start going on like a 45 minute diatribe about uh, all the lore in Apex Legends and 
how there's so much outside of the game that most people who play won't even notice. But I I would love to see whatever they bring to the table. I mean, at, they're at a point right now where there are very few studios out there that I will instantly be excited for whatever they're bringing out next. You know, I think Insomniac is on that list. Um, and, and absolutely uh, Respawn is, you know. And so uh, while it is, I mean, it's kind of a bummer that they are delisting Titanfall. Uh, the fact that they're continuing the servers and that we are going to get more stuff from that universe is, is, is great news. Yeah, um, always great shooters, for, uh, feeling shooters from Respawn. Like, I still think Titanfall 1 and 2 are one of the best feeling games. I'll, like, I think it's, uh, they're right up there with Halo, in my opinion. And yeah, Destiny I agree, too. 100%. The, the gun I feel agree, is great. Um, so, yeah, uh, it, you know, it's sad to see Titanfall 1 go, but 2 is there. Uh, I don't think yeah. you're missing anything with the story in Titanfall 1, because that campaign mode was just multiplayer. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> two is the superior yeah. Titanfall game, but yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Titanfall. Well, speaking of universes, we're gonna go over into our metaverse section and talk about Epic Games and Fortnite. So, Epic Games announced that they are they have bought Rock Band developer Harmonix. In a FAQ on their website, Harmonix announced that they are going to continue to support Rock Band and Fuser. But they are also now going to be focused on working on musical experiences inside of Fortnite. I think that Fortnite has been very ambitious in what it's done music-wise, right? With these virtual concerts and stuff like that. I think Harmonix makes the most sense of any studio to come on board and start working on stuff like that for Fortnite. I think it's kind of a bummer that it seems like that's going to be their focus, you know, yep. and, and maybe maybe it becomes one of those things where them doing that. And if that is successful, it allows them to have smaller actual music game focused projects on the side, because I love harmonics music games like I really I enjoy Fuser. I I loved Rock Band. I think to this day, the like Just Dance is on its what 13th iteration or whatever. And none of those games hold a candle to Dance Central or Dance Central yeah. True too. Like, I actually just bought on a Black Friday sale Dance Central for the Oculus Quest because I I love that franchise and I want to you know embarrass myself realize, some more. I didn't realize that was harmonics. Yeah. And so, I uh, you know I I I'm glad harmonics is still around, and obviously this gives them some security, right? These people can just continue to do what they do well. I just hope that this isn't the the equivalent of say, you know, Activision buying all these studios to just work on Call of Duty, you know, as yeah. support teams. Um I mean, we'll see. Uh we don't you know, obviously this is fresh and we don't know what the future holds, but I really hope they continue to also release um musical focus games in, in the future beyond whatever they are doing for um, Fortnite and for Epic Games in, in that sense. I mean, I believe they, their exact quote was, the Rock Band Studio says, it will be working with Epic to once again challenge expectations as we bring our unique brand of musical gaming experiences to the metaverse. I'm already sick of hearing about metaverses. 
Um, oh, I, I, I never, I, I should add that story in because uh, I don't think we, did we talk about it last time? About metaverses? Face, Facebook and changing the meta and metaverses and. No, no, the Warner Brothers metaverses. Oh, the metaverses. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember if we talked about it. It's okay. You don't have to add it. Yeah. Uh, if, in case we didn't talk about it, uh, there is a new platform fighter coming out. It's free to play. It's actually got a 2v2 focus, although they did come out and say that's not going to be the exclusive mode. And it is, although it had been rumored and leaked about two weeks prior, it is a Warner Brothers crossover game with their properties called Metaverses. Uh, he, if you're watching the stream right now, you can kind of see a screenshot. It has characters like Batman, Wonder Woman, Harley Quinn. It has... Arya Stark. <laughs> Shaggy. It has uh, Jake and Finn. And yeah, Arya Stark. So it is insane, uh, but it is free to play. And I love platform fighters, so I will definitely be giving that a shot. Yeah. All right. Sticking with Fortnite. Fortnite Chapter 2 will end on December 4th. The chapter finale event will begin at 4 p.m. Eastern. Now, Fortnite does this all the time, right? It has these big events. They have these, like, mini events at the end of every season, right? And then they have these massive events at the end of their chapters. Now, the first chapter was, like, 12 seasons, something like that, you yeah. know? Uh, this, it seems like they are getting into a more streamlined... Now they, now they know what they're doing, right? At the beginning of Fortnite, they were just going with the flow as it went on, right? Kind of figuring out what their plan is. And now they kind of have a formula in place. And so, uh, yeah. So if you want to hop in and see the actual event, I believe, yeah. So the end will be an in-game playlist that players will be able to queue up for 30 minutes ahead of its scheduled start time. The end will be a one-time only event, which means that you won't be able to view it in replays and Epic will never run it again after it's over. Mm, yeah, but you could also just watch a YouTube video, which is what I end up doing <laughs> for all these things yeah. because I no they, longer um, play this game. Yeah, and then they normally take the game offline as soon as it's over. That's what they did yep. at the end of Chapter 1. I think the game was down for like yep. a day after that. Yeah, and so, I mean, it's exciting. I don't think there's anything that Fortnite can do to get me back into it on a, on a regular basis, but I do still respect everything that they've done over there and the fact that they continue to get these IPs involved in their property. And I don't, uh, you know, uh, I think, the only way I think I could get back into that if is somehow they just like took out the building aspect. <laughs> I think they're work like, I think they're building towards something. Cause I think if chapter two is ending this quick and I feel like each chapter brings a, something significant in terms of like a change to what Fortnite is. Uh, not just like lore wise, but like adding gameplay and just like uh, what it means to be a free to play game. As much as I hate to say it, it's creating a metaverse, I think that's where it's headed. And I think this pickup of harmonics is also to help create whatever experience they're trying to build towards. Um, so in the future, who knows? We might all be living inside Fortnite. Oh, no. <laughs> you, say you, right. don't, you say you don't want to build, but in the future, you will be building. <laughs> all right. Next story. Cyberpunk 2077's next-gen version and next major update coming in quarter one, 2022. So next-gen versions are coming in the first half of 2022, they said as part of their quarterly earnings. They also said that a major update for all platforms will arrive alongside the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X versions of the game. It also... Um, 
Oh, they also talked about the fact that they have ongoing work on an expansion to Cyberpunk 2077. In parallel, we carry on with the transformation of our studio, which is affecting more and more production teams. I pre-ordered this game, below. I unwrapped the game. I never popped it into my console. I beat this game. And I, I don't know if I have to... A part of me is actually curious what this update is, like if they're actually changing or actually fixing what this the open world of this game should be like. Um, because at the core of this game, if you strip away everything that's not side stories that's off the main line, there's a, sol there's a solid game in there. It's not the greatest game I've ever played, but there is a good story, there's some good characters uh, and great uh, side missions. Uh, but everything else around that is weak. The shooting, uh, the shooting's fine, but like the systems around it need a mm -hmm. tweaking, uh, better integration into like how everything uh, plays out. Um, yeah, so, one sec. Yeah, no worries. Go ahead. I so I will say that I I purchased the game, and I had I fully intended to play it, but. I at that point they had announced that the next gen versions were coming like within the next six months or so, and I just held off, you know. And then the game launches and it has all these problems and it's in this buggy state. And then they announced the delays for the next gen version, and so it's nice to finally have kind of like a window locked down, and yeah. I expect to be able to start playing this game in the first half of 2022 and you know it's kind of a bummer because like i said i pre-ordered this game because i was so wrapped up in the hype for it and then i saw it on sale for like 10 bucks the other day and i so, i gifted this game to my boss last hanukkah and he still hasn't played it because he's waiting for this next gen update and i find yeah. it crazy that we're now through another holiday season and he's not gonna get to it and i have a feeling they're gonna drop this in february like they're gonna be like hey well what's a great window let's do it between horizon and um uh, elden ring because why not all right well moving on uh, oh wait um, amazon the, the witcher update as well is slated. yeah i mean dude like yeah. I, I mean, I, I love The Witcher 3. <laughs> I love The Witcher 3. But old games are old, you know? Like, Ouch. who hasn't played The Witcher 3 at this point? I mean, I get it. Like, don't get me wrong. Sure, I, I know there are other people that love dipping back into. And I'm just not the kind of person who goes back to old games often, right? If I'm not yeah. actively playing it, it's, you know, it's very hard for me to go back. It has to be essentially like a full, all-blown remake of a game for me to actually come back to it. But... uh. But yeah, uh, that's also coming, right? First half. So, yeah. I mean, for all those waiting for the next gen version of Witcher 3, it's coming. Don't worry. All right. Next bit of news. Amazon nears deal to make Mass Effect TV series. I think we already knew a little bit about this, right? Because Henry Cavill had kind of teased it on yeah. one of his Instagram pictures. Um, now, they, they, they haven't said whether or not he's actually, like, it's not confirmed whether he's attached or not, but in a report about Amazon's success with the recent Wheel of Time adaptation, Deadline says Amazon is readying more adaptations for popular franchises, including Mass Effect. 
Now, the report notes that the deal is nearing, meaning that they haven't fully agreed to the project just yet. I think Mass Effect would make a fantastic series. Yes. It doesn't even need to be the games. It can just I, that, be in I, that universe. 100% agree. I think yes. it should be in that universe. I think I don't think you need Shepard, but if you want to have Shepard, you have Shepard. That's fine. Yeah. But you can just have Shepard. Like, and okay, how about this? You you can do the games like the main overarching you know plot, but have each episode in the same vein of The Witcher, having it yeah. a standalone self-contained adventure with this overarching plot. Like that's I think that's the way you do Mass Effect, and this way you can you know you can continue to flesh out this fantastic universe. Cause that is yes. one of the best parts of mass effect is that they, they basically when they released, they were the best form of star Wars you could get. Right. It was yeah. like taking the best parts of star Trek and the best parts of star Wars, where you have all these different alien races and characters like you do in star Wars. Uh, you have the, you know, the sci-fi that's much more similar to a, a star Trek and stuff like that. And, that is what I want to see. It's actually like having it be these standalone episodic episodes rather than, you know, having it solely focused on the main plot line of, of Mass Effect allows you to bring in all these different alien races, to bring in all these different characters. And, you know, maybe you do do a thing where it, it allows you to, maybe not every episode, but every couple episodes adding a party member, you know, and adding somebody to the team. I, I'm excited for, you know, what they could do and not for nothing, but Amazon has been like really good at their adaptations of properties, you know, mm -hmm. better than say Netflix and granted Netflix does significantly more than Amazon does, but uh, I'm, I'm excited for this. Yeah. Like, so I read the Mass Effect book before that first game came out. And they like they touched upon like how humanity entered the space age. Like they mm -hmm. found the ruins on Mars. Uh, they believed like scientists actually had found those like years before, but they opened up like what they found to the public to see if people could help crack it. And like <clears throat> there's so much excitement because like from the first Mass Effect jump to the encounters with the Turians, Mass Effect is a game where I sat down and I listened to every codex entry. I read every, I read every single thing, and it, it's it's so rich, it's so good. Yeah, uh, I hope I hope it gets greenlit. I hope Henry Cavill is involved in some way, because that dude is that that dude is like the gold star. Uh, he's, I mean, he's the person you want promoting your nerdy property. Um, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, so I, I hope this happens. All right, next bit of news. What is one of my favorite segments, we're on our what's coming to Game Pass segment. Yeah. And they, listen, they can't keep getting away with this. They can't. Right? <laughs> it's impossible. It's one, those, it's one of those things where they could have just said, hey, December, we got Halo Infinite coming out. We don't need anything else. you know." But here they are coming soon. We've what did got, they got for us, Rob? What did they got? <laughs> we've got <laughs> Anvil coming out December 2nd. Archvale coming December 2nd, uh, which is today. No, tomorrow tomorrow uh we got final fantasy 13 2 coming december 2nd because 13 was just not enough you needed another one <laughs> lawn mowing simulator which i cannot wait for coming december 2nd hopefully did, did it's you... not as buggy as a demo mm, 
I, I just don't think you knew how to cut grass. <laughs> Listen, you know what I was doing all day today? No, real talk. All day today, I was on my riding mower cutting grass. I had to go out in the middle oh, of cutting you, my grass. You got a riding go mower and you didn't tell me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got a riding mower like uh, beginning of the springtime. I got to use one. It is. Wait, isn't it cold? Right now? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's cold. Why? The grass. The, the grass. Grow. Okay, so part of it was the grass had grown a little bit. And I also have a ton of leaves. Like, I have so many okay. leaves. And so I was like, I'm just going to mulch all the ones I can, right? And then blow them out because it makes it, it actually makes it a little bit easier for us to blow them out into the woods that way. Yeah. And so that's what I did, you know, because we were actually originally going out there to pit up our Christmas decorations. We have, you know, a couple of deer. We got an inflatable Santa. We got a little Christmas tree out there. Nice. It's my, my, my yard is massive and we've got like four little decorations out <laughs> on it. <laughs> you know, we're building towards something. We're building towards yeah. something. But I had to clear that space out. And so I know how to cut grass. All right. That's without <laughs> all the racist jokes that people are thinking about right now about me being Latino and having, you know, and cutting grass. Anyway, also coming out is Rubber Bandits, December 2nd. Stardew Valley is coming December 2nd. I'm, uh, I thought I never... Stardew was already on there, but. <laughs> so I. Huh. I wonder well, if it is just coming to more platforms, um, you know, because that's cloud, cloud cons NPC. But like, here's a cool thing now, because I think Stardew now has that multiplayer update out. It does. So yeah. If you have friends with Game Pass, you all could just jump on a farm together and mm -hmm. start something. Uh, Warhammer 40,000 Battle Sector, which is a turn based strategy game. I mean, Warhammer just like they'll slap that label on anything, anything. right? Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Warhammer 40,000 Among Us. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's coming. Yeah. Uh, Space Warlord Organ Trading Simulator coming December 7th. Halo Infinite, mm -hmm. of course, coming December 8th. Organs of... Oh, no, actual people organs. Okay. And not, <laughs> not the instrument. <laughs> uh, One Piece Pirate Warriors 4 is coming December 9th. I'm actually going to play this. Yes. Right? I almost bought this. Um, yeah. this game has actually a really cool, so, um, I did some research on this. This game came out before the Wano arc started, so it has its own Wano arc, um, and storyline that's unique to the game itself, and its collector editions has a statue of Kaido vs. Luffy, um, that I've been trying to track down because I did not pre-order it, and I regret not pre-ordering it because it's a badass statue. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I think it's a, it's a Muso, it's a mashup. Yeah, I think it's a Muso. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> honestly, if I see Warriors in the, in the title of a game, I just yeah. assume it's a Muso. Uh, Aliens Fireteam Elite, December 14th. I've talked about this on the podcast. I played that game. I think that game, as far as a cooperative uh, shooter is concerned, similar to Back for Blood, although this one's third person, I think it is, uh, I think it's good. Uh, I don't know if I'd say it's great. But I think as a Game Pass game, this is like one of those, this is, you know, every once in a while we get a, a game on here that's like, oh, this is the perfect Game Pass game. This is the perfect Game Pass game, honestly. Uh, Among Us finally coming December 14th. And I'm then... this is on Game Pass. Yes, because I have yet, have yet to get into it. This is finally, I have, we have enough of a friends group. I think this is definitely going to be our opportunity to play this game and i anticipate that it'll last two weeks before we just are so frustrated and hate each other and then we'll be off of it but i'm glad it's coming to game pass um also announced and the one other thing i want to talk about is that 
have you been regularly checking in on the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate perks? Oh, 100%. I love those. Yeah. That's one of those things where, like, I mean, every other day. Yeah, every other, exactly. Every other day I'm on there and I'm checking it out and stuff like that. Well, we are going to be getting, my understanding is we're going to be getting monthly bonuses for Halo Infinite from the, or perks from Halo Infinite. And the first one is December 8th with the pass tense MA40 AR bundle, which is going to have a uh, exclusive skin or wrap or coating. I guess they call them coatings for the AR for double XP boost and four challenge swaps. Um, That's a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also a, a couple more, you know, perks that they have listed here, but that's the one that's important. Uh, there is also a, well, I will list this one too. There's a Dauntless New Year's bundle, which has exclusive cosmetics. The only reason I want to mention that one is because Dauntless is getting its next-gen update uh, tomorrow, actually. That's so you're getting... Monster that's Hunter. that Monster Hunter free to play, yeah, which is actually pretty good, except for the fact that it started to give me carpal tunnel, so <laughs> I had to stop playing. That's what happens when you get old, folks. Like uh, repeated stress injury is actually what I think it was. That, that was me uh, last night. I was like, I'm. I was playing Halo oh, yeah. uh, by myself, like, and then I was in party with Rob, and I'm like, I'm like, my hands, my hands just feel weird because <laughs> I can't aim fast enough. I was like, something feels wrong with my hands. <laughs> Uh, real quick, just for those who care, uh, there are games that uh, had released recently that we might have missed. Uh, Before We Leave is uh, available, Generation Zero, Mind Scanners, and The Hunter Call of the Wild. It's always one of those things where I can never remember, because this list comes so often, whether or not, and because we missed a week, whether or not we okay. covered some of these games. Um, also, the games that are leaving. Beholder is leaving. The Dark Pictures Man of Medan. Uh, I, 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 I enjoyed it. I think that. I think the second one was better, uh, but I definitely think it's it's worth playing. Uh, Guacamelee Two. I need to finish this. So I love the first Guacamelee. Uh, I, the second Guacamelee did not click with me as much as the first one. I I can't put my finger on why, but uh, I need to finish it before it leaves. I think I'm like seventy five percent way through. Uh, Wilmot's Warehouse is leaving Unto the End and Ukulele and the Impossible Lair is leaving December 15th. So you have about two weeks to play those games before they Ukulele, are off the I would recommend uh, and the Impossible Lair. That's a l- really fun platformer. Um, and that's the 2D one, right? Yeah, that's the 2D one. Yep. A 2D side scroller. Um, all right. From Xbox Game Pass to PlayStation Plus. Oh, wait. PlayStation- oh, oh, one quick thing. Uh, yes. This is only the first half of December for Game Pass, so yeah, wait for right. the second half the, in a week or two. Uh, PlayStation Plus has announced and confirmed their December games. They are Mortal Shell, Lego DC Supervillains, and the one that is maybe the most interesting is Godfall Challenger Edition. Now... This had kind of leaked about a week ago where I saw the expected games to be coming. And I saw Godfall Challenger Edition on that list. And I was like, oh, I wonder if that's their, like, have they had DLC and that's just their, like, collected edition mm-hmm. to this point? Their, like, version of a deluxe edition? That would this be, was the- see, that's the normal way of thinking about it. 
Yeah. Now what this actually what, they did. <laughs> <laughs> what this actually did is not at all what I expected it would be. Challenger Edition basically strips out all of the story content and just gives you the end game content. It focuses on three unique modes: Lightbringer, Dreamstones, and the Ascendant Tower of Trials. All three are end game level content, but you'll immediately you'll be immediately equipped with a spread of deadly weapons and skill points, letting you team up with up to two other players in co-op. Now, I was reading the PlayStation blog post about this, and essentially they are giving you a max level boost for a character so you can go in there or for you know an armor or whatever it is so that you can go in there and actually be at level to play this i think it's really weird to have people just start with end game content normally i played this game for about two hours right and this game the story mode was incredibly dull <laughs> and it was also just like it was just so samey. Like every encounter was exact. Like people want to give Marvel's Avengers a hard time about not having enough diversity and being samey. Like this is the apex of samey games as far as that uh, story mode was concerned. To the point where, like, you know, it takes a lot for me to like drop a game uh, once I'm past like the 30 minute mark, right? Because at 30 minutes, I usually know like, is this game gonna click or not? Yeah. I continue with this one, because one, it was a launch title. There wasn't a ton out for the PS5 at that point. Did you buy this? You bought this at launch? No, I got it on Gamefly at launch. Okay. Uh, two, we need to get a Gamefly sponsorship, honestly, because I am the biggest advocate for them. I'm over here talking to uh, other friends of mine, telling them about how often I use it and how much sense it makes in an era where a lot of us have disposable income, yet we, and so we own multiple consoles, yet, we don't stick like you and I, we, we play games and then we're on to the next one, right? Yeah. It's not like we're not at that stage I in our lives it. anymore where we have one or two games a year that we stick with. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, there are games like Apex that I can't seem to get out of my system and smite that whatever. Anyway, but uh, so Game Pass just makes so much sense, man. Honestly, yeah. for me, it's, you know. $30 a month and I, you can actually buy like gift cards that save you 30% if you want to pay for like a year up front and it's two games out at a time I also it has this uh, game lock feature where as long as you're like two weeks out from the game's release you can lock it and then as long as you put a game in the mail a few days before the release date they'll send it on release date so you get it almost right away they also have a partnership with USPS where when USPS scans it, it lets them know that you've returned that particular game. And even though they haven't received it yet, they'll send your next game out. Like it's so much better. I got, I actually had Gamefly years and years ago when I was in college because, you know, I, I just couldn't afford to buy as many games as I wanted. And it is such a better service now than it, it was back then. And I highly, highly recommend it. I'm just sitting um, here going, where's a mailbox? <laughs> like, right, I mean, that's, that's fair. But, but, you're, but you're right it does it does sound it does sound like something i should do because i think i'm I, and i think with the black friday sales this year i started looking at like i bought this game i put a few hours into it and i was like i'll get back to it later and now this game is 20 bucks and i spent 60 on it and i was like i i need to be more patient <laughs> yeah um, yeah no that's 100 percent why why i do that like um, I sense. highly, highly recommend it. So yes, I, but I, I, two hours into it, it, I mean, the game was very pretty, but it just wasn't enough to 
carry me forward. I just wasn't interested at all in the story. I didn't think the combat itself was all that fun, even though it was flashy. Um, you know, as part of placing a plush, I'll I'll try this out. Maybe having a fully kitted out character with all the abilities that come with it. Maybe that will be what kind of hooks me into it. Cause I will say the one thing this game does is this game throws a lot of particle effects at you. And so it is visually very appealing, even if, it, you know. It's got that new console launch um, visual uh -huh. thing uh, going on. This is, you know what this pretty. is? Look how pretty it is. This is the rise uh, of the PS5. I actually like the rise. I, I like Rise too. I think Rise gets stronger as it goes on, which is what differentiates it between this game. But that very much did feel like, hey, look how pretty this new console could be. Um, I'd play Rise on a Rome sequel. I would too, man. They leave it on a cliffhanger. I know. Uh, yeah, the story is nonsense. Anyway. So yeah, that is what uh, is coming to PlayStation Plus for December. Uh, oh, that our next story was actually that. All right, last bit of news we have for this week. A Chrono Cross remaster is reportedly on the way. Uh, so the rumor is, so I'm gonna, hold on, I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get to this. So according to Xbox era's Nick Baker on a recent podcast, reported big remake that was rumored for PlayStation announcing is indeed a remaster of the sequel spin-off to Chrono Trigger from the original PlayStation era. Uh, the sources tell him that it will be multi-platform as opposed to a PlayStation exclusive. Ooh. Now, uh, let's see. Have I played Chrono Cross? No. Have I played Chrono Trigger? Also no. I tried to play Chrono Trigger. I tried to play it on my phone ds okay and you know in the very beginning of that game when you go into the portal mm -hmm. right that's like what kicks off the game yeah well for some reason my copy of the game i got to that portal and i just kept spinning around in a circle um hypothetically speaking let's say that it's common knowledge that sometimes developers <laughs> on a pirated or cracked yeah, version of the gonna, game. I was going to say, that sounds like uh, the work. <laughs> yes. Um, let, listen, listen. I don't condone that stuff anymore, right? Mm -hmm. But once upon a time, listen, I was we broke. broke college students. I was in college. Understand? <laughs> and that, uh, what was the name of that card? That It was like uh, G3. R4, 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 100%. Uh, that R4 was cheap and easy, man. <laughs> and so... My Quest uh, cards were expensive, but they were worth the yes. money. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but anyway. So, no, I never played those games, even though I attempted to uh, oh, a couple times. I, I'm finally going to play Chrono Trigger. You know what I'm going to play it on? The analog pocket that's shipping out in a few days. Oh, yes. Congrats, congrats, congrats. Yes, the analog pocket. Uh, they sent out an email, I think, a few weeks back going... Um, Hey, uh, December 13th, we're shipping them out. I think uh, reviewers already had them in hand. Uh, they are real. They exist. They should be here, I think, before the end of the year. Um, so I, I'm pumped to see what I can do with that thing. Uh, it looks gorgeous. Uh, you know, I don't have a backlog or anything, so I'll just play some retro <laughs> games. <laughs> uh, 
you know, uh, uh, Nintendo didn't want to give me the Advance Wars remaster, so I'll just play the original Advance Wars on it. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, that wraps up the news for the past week or, or so. You know, I, I think it's always tough when we take a week off because it's like, oh, did we really rehash the past two weeks? It's also one of those situations where, yeah, it's also yeah. a situation where it's December. News is going to be slow. News uh, kind of is always really slow up until the Game Awards, right? Because for the most part, I think that Keely and Co. have done a good job of kind of keeping some of those surprises and reveals under wraps. That being said, I guarantee you we will get a list <laughs> like the night before or the morning of the Game Awards. That's usually how it works out. Uh, so there's not a, a ton of news out there. One thing that I want to run by you right now on air, right, with some of the people here in chat is... We have, I mean, we have amazing people who come and watch the podcast live, right? Yes. Uh, we're starting to build a community and we have certain people who are here week in and week out. And I know we've talked about it before about, you know, hey, if you want to tweet us questions or email us questions, I want to, at the end of the podcast, not this week, maybe starting next week, at the end of the week, let's just go to the chat, have them queue up some questions and see, you know, what they want us to talk about, anything we might have missed and get the chat involved in this a uh, little bit more. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so for those who are here and for those who are listening to the podcast, just another reason for you to actually come and hang out with us over at twitch.tv slash the work print. Uh, and, you know, besides the fact that you get to see these two lovely faces, you can also actually impact the show <laughs> and be a part of it. Uh, one last thing I want to point out before we wrap it up and talk about where people can find us below uh i see you're wearing your penrose x's yes um so if you've been listening to these podcasts or these streams you would know that rob rob has a lot of headphone advice and so <laughs> a lot I of headset on... headset advice to be specific yeah, headset. and so uh, one of I had the Playtronics uh, rigs for my Xbox One. They were great. They had, like, this nice bass sound to it. Like, when music kicked in, when something epic was happening, you could feel it with those headphones. And, like, every pair I had since those headphones died were fine. They weren't there. Um, the, these normally go for, like, 300 There was a Black Friday sale from ODs where they had a B stock. I don't from, know what B stock. From Odyssey. Odyssey. Uh, yeah. It's, like, Odyssey and audio. Mixed together, Odyssey. Uh, just, just a little background. They are they use planar magnetic drivers, so they're very different drivers. Most headsets use fifty millimeter uh, traditional drivers. These are hundred millimeter planar magnetic drivers, so the technology is a, a little bit different. A B stock is anything that they had that was either uh, a refurbished item, or that sat in a warehouse and and didn't get fulfilled, or that there was some sort of uh, cosmetic damage from shipping right yeah. and so they test them all when they come in and make sure that they're all good and then they resell them and yeah they had a sale for 150 50 percent off 50%. on the beast stock. honestly these are brand new uh, I, yep. if I, I don't even think they were open there's um, yep yep the, the box had like a dent in it and it, mm -hmm. it's just a regular box like you expect a dent in it um uh i love them uh they're comfortable they sound great you gotta you know attach your own i took the headset off the microphone but like you could plug a microphone into it um 
uh, whichever one you have. So if you don't like this one, get a better one. Um, they ha it has a little USB, which you can plug into uh, your consoles. It's not just Xbox or PC, but it it's great. Um, yeah, it'll auto work. It'll, so I will yeah. say it also works on the Switch. Uh, I, I don't think it works on the, the PlayStation. I think there's a separate dongle for that. I don't know if they sell that dongle separately because I do have the pen rows for the PS5 uh, specifically. Yeah, yeah I, they're, they're wireless as well. Yes, they are wireless. I will say one point of advice is if you grab the Penrose X's uh, that put the USB dongle that it comes with, put it in the front port on the Xbox Series X. I, I don't know if it's a power issue or whatever, but on the back port, it sometimes will cut out. Uh, whereas the front port, it's just like, it's such a steady connection. I mean, I, I, I think my one complaint about them, if I'm being really nitpicky, is I think that while they are comfortable, they're not as comfortable over a longer period of time. There is like a breaking in period to them. Um, they put a little bit more pressure than I would like on the top of my head compared to, say, the Xbox wireless headset and the the Bang & Olufsen Bayo place. That I being not, said, I'm not dropping $500. that being said, <laughs> even at $300, these might be the best dollar to value headset out there because mm -hmm. while I still think I like the sound of the Bayo plays a little bit better, it, the difference is so negligible. Like these sound so, so good. And the mic on these is significantly better. And you have control on the headset to adjust your mic volume. So if yeah. someone says like, oh, hey, you're coming in too loud or you're coming in too low, like you can crank it yourself. I think that these are my go-to headphone headset for recommendations for for most people looking for a step up. So like, you know, there's the the around a hundred dollars, right? The the seventy-five to one fifty range, and for that range, I say the Xbox Wireless. You know, if you're going Xbox, no, yeah. I, we're we're just using that. Uh, once you get beyond there, like I think the Odyssey, whether for the PS4 or the Xbox, or even for your Switch, I think they're the way to go. I 100% think that they're the best headset out there right now. Yeah, uh, and uh, the other thing too is like they, you can connect these to a Bluetooth device as well. Correct. And, uh, set them up that way, which yep. is uh, always a nice feature to have. So uh, I know many times when I use an Xbox wireless headset and I'm on my phone, and the audio kicks <laughs> into the headphones. I'm like, oh, oh, that's a shocking, that's a nice surprise. Um, <laughs> uh, so you know, it's, uh, I, I love these. They're a great recommendation. And I think at, for 150, they were a steal. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm very happy with uh, this purchase. So thank you, Rob. Because I, and the funny <laughs> thing is, I looked at it, um, I, saw, I saw the thread on it, and then I was like, oh, Maybe I should get these. And then I was like, eh. And, I, and then you messaged me immediately right after, like, it was a sign. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Add it to cart. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, as soon as I saw them, I was like, hey, these are, like, a no-brainer. And so, yeah, no, I, I highly, highly, highly recommend them. Um, all right. And that wraps up this week's podcast. Blah, you want to let people know where they can follow you, follow the site? Yeah, uh, so for the website, you guys can follow us over at um, The Workprint on all social media platforms. Uh, just look up The Workprint. Uh, you'll find us in our unique black blue logo. Uh, just keep an eye out on that. Uh, on um, Search The Workprint on any podcast platform. You'll uh, be able to subscribe, leave comments for us there as well. Um, 
we have uh, in our website, theworkprint.com, uh, where Christian has just wrote, I think, 7,500 words on DerpyCon. What is DerpyCon? He'll answer that in that <laughs> uh, article. So uh, if you got time, you're interested in a very unique story from his part. On I, what I really... I really want to get Christian on one week. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to I'll work on that. Yeah. Uh, he's covering that. And we have other Rob uh, covering Yellow Jackets. Um, Does other uh, Rob know that he's called other Rob? That that's his name now? He's just uh, his byline. Way, his byline should be other Rob from now on. Yeah, I think that's the only way we can do it. Uh, yeah. uh, unless you're seeing the full byline on the site. Robert mm -hmm. Kajowski. I should just call him Robert. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, so he's, co he's covering Yellow Jackets uh, over on the site. I know Christian also mentioned a Hawkeye podcast. I don't know what the status of that is. As I think we're almost three episodes in to that season now. Uh, but I'll, I'll see if that might be like a wrap-up for the, that series. Um yeah, and then for me, you guys can always follow me on Twitter at Bilal underscore Mion. And then for Twitch, honestly, we do everything over at the WorkPrint uh, Twitch account. So just follow us there. We've got some new followers today, some new subscribers. So um, appreciate all that uh, love and support. Uh, yeah, like you said, best way to see me as far as content is concerned and, and gaming is concerned is just make sure you follow twitch.tv slash the work print and have your notifications on. Unfortunately, we do live uh, fairly busy lives and this is not our full-time job. So we are not as consistent video game stream wise <laughs> as I think we'd like to be, but we are trying our best to be on more and more. And so the best thing to do is just, you know, follow us on social CC when we're on also have that notification button on. You can follow me over at uh, Sunny Vice 20 on pretty much every social media platform. That's S-U-N-N-Y-V-I-C-E-2-0. And I can't thank you guys enough for listening to the podcast, for coming and hanging out with us in the chat while we record this live. I say it every week, but it really is true. The best feeling I get is from seeing you guys in here and hanging out with you guys. And I love now that we are in here for the pre-show and talking with you guys and hanging out with you guys before that and stuff. So the best way, in my opinion, that you can help support us right now, uh, obviously besides, you know, subscribing, we love the subscriptions, but uh, it's also just letting people know, like if you enjoy our content and you kind of like what we're trying to do here, just let your friends know and see if they want to come hang out too, you know? Um, so again, thank you guys so much. Bilal, thank you for you know taking your time out and, and being here. I love I love this. I uh, even though I did forget that we were doing this today, I do love I love doing this. Um, yeah. Uh, a quick question before we wrap up: Do we yes. want to do something for the Game Awards, or do you want to just recap that all? In a, uh, no, we no 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 no. We should do just a live reacts to it. I think we'll okay. we'll set that up. Um, when is it? It's next the, Thursday. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. Let's do it. Okay. I got. I got to let the family. You know what? If we're doing a live, since it's not the podcast, since yeah. it is just gonna be a live stream and a live reacts, uh, that's perfect because I won't have to kick everybody out of the house. Because who cares perfect. if I have a low background yeah. noise? I'll just mute myself. You know. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time. Bye bye. <laughs>